Welcome back to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast. This is episode 12. Last week, I gave you some tricks on how to streamline and save time when tracking your IEP caseload. We talked about scheduling meetings and starting to get all that paperwork, that beast under control. Today, I'd like to talk about keeping the progress monitoring monster under control and help you create a system that'll have you confident as you progress monitor all year long. Hey, I'm Jessica Curtis of Everyday Teaching Adventures. I'm a boy mom and a veteran teacher. You're listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, where we talk all about helping students succeed academically, socially, and behaviorally. I hope you stick around. If you tuned in last week, you have your meetings tentatively scheduled, a checklist for tasks to complete, and your IEP snapshots ready. If you didn't tune in last week, make sure you listen to last week's episode for some tricks that I've used to make the most out of my time. Uh, It's really some big time savers. And, you know, we have so little time as special education teachers anyway any bit of opportunity to streamline, you know you got to go for it. So definitely make sure you check out episode 11. So moving forward, now that you have your snapshots completed, because I know you listened to episode 11, (laughs) uh, you're going to use those to make your goal tracking sheets. So what you're going to do is you're going to make a list of the goal topics that you're going to track for the students. Like, for example, make a list of, like, reading goal topics, like phonics, sight words, fluency, comprehension. Or maybe for math, you have addition and subtraction fluency, place value, number sense, those kinds of things. Just those overarching topics. You're going to want to have a list of those things. After you have your topics, look at how they need to be progress monitored. Obviously, your students are all going to have different goals. They should have different goals. But a lot of times the way you would monitor those goals can overlap. That makes it easier for you to make your sheets to track progress and collect those resources that you need to do all that progress monitoring. Start collecting the specific resources that you're going to use to track that progress. I use folders or baggies to put the monitoring stuff in And that way they're easy to grab when I need to do a little bit of a progress check. I keep my data sheets in a binder close to the monitoring resources, and that way they're ready to go during my work sessions. It's quick, it's easy, and that way I can record that info on my data sheets. And then I transfer that to my caseload manager every other week. I know I should probably put it in weekly, but you know. Ain't nobody got time for that. Um, I've had people in the past ask me, would I rather track data on paper pencil or do it digitally? I like both. (laughs) I have had way too many computers just absolutely crap out on me at the wrong time. 
And so I love having my little data sheets that I can just very quickly record the information in there. And then when it comes time to actually report that progress, I put it into my caseload manager and it graphs it for me. And it's just, it's easier for me to do it that way. And then I'm not scared that my computer, my lovely ancient 50 year old school computer isn't going to just crap out on me at the wrong time. I always have that that backup information. So like I said, I graph my data, not as much as I should, but I try to do it every other week. The manager that I have, it graphs that data for me and then I can print and send that home for parents with my progress reports, which is a lifesaver. So the biggest tip, that I have for you today is to keep your information as consolidated as possible. Keeping all your progress monitoring information in one place prevents looking in multiple places for that one data sheet. I can't tell you how many times early on in my teaching career, I would be running around my room like five minutes before I had you know, a class start trying to find that one stinking thing that I needed to do this. And I remember putting it on my desk, but now I can't find it in the mass that is my desk. By keeping all of it together, all my caseload information from dates to goals and snapshots, data tracking in one document and in one folder, I've been able to keep that special education, that paperwork monster under control. It doesn't go away. I know we would love to say that that paperwork monster just disappears. It doesn't. It probably never will. But I have learned through years of experience keeping all of my progress monitoring resources in one place and actually putting it back. That's key. Keeping all my data sheets in one binder and then keeping all of my information in one document on my computer has saved, I mean, hours, if not days, weeks of time for me. I do take some time up front to set up uh, all this, all these things, all these systems, but then the rest of my year runs a whole lot more smoothly because I have what I need when I need it. Also, I know where to find it. Uh, I am working right now on a video uh, that gives you a little bit of information, shows you what my caseload manager looks like and how I use it to get my paperwork, keep it under control. Um, once I'm finished with that video, I will link it in the show notes below. So if you're listening to this, you know, the first week that this podcast is out, it probably won't be there, but I hope to have that video completed pretty soon so that I can share it with you and maybe you get some ideas on how you can use it or use something similar to just keep that paperwork under control because it's, it's just a beast. That's all there is to it. So those are my tips, tricks, what have you. Um, I really would love to hear how you keep on top of all that IEP paperwork because goodness knows there, there has to be more. (laughs) There has to be more other ways to do this. The, the, the beast is just, oh goodness, it's too much. It's overwhelming at times. 
So I would love to know some more tips and tricks. And if you're willing to share them with me, I would love to share them with other people. So let me know. You can reach me at Everyday Teaching on Instagram or Everyday Teaching Adventures on Facebook. We all know how hard it can be to stay on top of it all. So sharing those tips and tricks is huge. And I'd love to be able to give you a shout out. Um, You know, if you give me an idea, hey, I will 100% give you a little shout out and say, this is where I got my idea from. Uh, If we work together, who knows? Maybe we'll actually make it through this year in one piece. If you're listening to this, um, yeah, we are almost to Jumanji level eight. So if you're living through 2020, you know what that means. If not, well... 2020 has been a crazy one. So thank you so much for listening to your Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, episode 12. It has been a short one, I know. Um, but very much just love for you to leave a comment, send me a message, let me know what you liked, what you didn't like. I want to know how I can serve you better. Uh, I'd love it if you leave a rating for the podcast on iTunes. I don't even know if I have any. Uh, <laughs> any ratings right now, but I would love it if you did. Uh, that does help other people find the podcast, and you never know. Once I, you know, get a rating, I'll have be able to put in a listener shout out. Until next time, may your coffee be strong, your summer long, and all of your IEPs spaced out nicely. Wouldn't that be a dream? <laughs>